coronavirus. Sounds like a beer, but it's not. In fact, the Mary Flynn Show called us in to talk about how this new virus has been affecting the markets and if it's something that we should be worried about long term. The good news is we've been here before. We've lived through SARS, the swine flu, the Zika virus, and others, and we've lived to tell the story. But what's the story? Stay tuned. Here's this week's podcast, which is our interview on The Mary Flynn Show. Are you ready? It's the On The Money Podcast with Jerry and Nick Royer. Authors, radio show hosts, TV personalities, retirement wealth coaches. On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer starts right now. And we are back on a lovely Apopka afternoon in the studio. Mary Flynn with Jerry and Nick Royer, Group 10 Financial. We've been talking about scams and things. There's so many aspects of financial planning and financial wisdom we need to be aware of. And right now, we have this, maybe an anomaly that's mm-hmm. it, that's going on in the world, the coronavirus. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. Look, it's, it's spreading to South Korea, Italy, and now there's people being quarantined on cruise ships. Yes. Can you imagine? Well, that's a Petri dish. That I know. I know. I, I, I never thought mm-hmm. about that until yes. all of a sudden it's like people were on these cruise ships and quarantined for two weeks. Yeah. And they won't even and let the, them off. You know, and then uh, I know the president got all upset because they were leaving people off. And instead of when they put their wheels down in the United States, they didn't, they let them go on home. And they said, well, when you get home, just stay in your house for two weeks. Seriously? Who's heck's going to check that out? Yeah, come on. Know? How did you get home? Well, we, we rented a car. Well, we took a bus. We took a cab. So I mean, you've I'm going to stay in my house, whole... but I'm hungry. i got to go to the grocery store. Uh, seriously. And you're exposing. Oh, oh. That's how it Or grows. you could say, well, that's okay. I'm not going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to have my kids go to the grocery store for me. Right. So what happens? Is your kid really going to go to the grocery store, yeah. pick up your food, leave it on the doorstep, and walk away? No. Yeah. They're going to walk in well, the house. I wouldn't do that. I would have a delivery man come to the house. I mean, any way that you're... You know, engaging with others. We're afraid we're going to step on somebody's toes if we get inconvenienced. Well, you know what? If I go travel abroad and I have been exposed to that, I think I would want to be quarantined for a couple of weeks so that I know I wasn't going to die. Exactly. You know? Hey, you know, here's a question. If you're like on the cruise ship and you're quarantined on the cruise ship, do they still have the entertainment and the food, all you can eat? Well, I guess the people. Were you actually in your room and they just like ship the food down to your room and well, they leave may it on do the that. doorstep. Well, I think that's what they're doing. They're not going to have the entertainment because they're not going to gather people in a lounge. Yeah, good point. So they're you're just kind of sitting there watching <clears throat> TV. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and I'd sure the, want an outside stateroom in that I, case. Yeah, <laughs> at, at that point in time, at that point Seriously. in time, it's like, wow, geez, you know, um, maybe, honey, it wasn't the best idea to pay for to not pay for the upgrade. And it was your <laughs> idea we're out there. <laughs> this is 140 square feet that I've been in. This is going to be yeah. like I'm a betta fish in that little can. But, you can. know, I have to tell you, my husband and I took 30 cruises in the 80s. We took 10 cruises um, a year. <clears throat> I mean, three cruises a year for 10 years. Yeah. And back then, uh, for example, we went on the QE2, which was 63,000 tons, and it had about 1,700 passengers. And I That's remember... small. Right? Compared... <laughs> now, 126,000 tons, and... Five, That's not even a big my one. My favorite... I know. My favorite port was Bermuda. Well, yeah. my son-in-law took me on a cruise with my grandson four years ago. We went to Bermuda, out of Bayonne, New Jersey, and our ship landed, and so did another ship in Bermuda. Now, Bermuda only has 120,000 people. 
11,000 of us landed at the same time. 5,900 Mm-hmm. On each ship. On each ship. Getting off. Though, this is madness. This yeah, is absolutely... 10% of their population. <laughs> right? Getting off a ship. And yeah. not only that, but when you go to the pool, there was a funny thing on, on uh, Amazon, well, on, on the internet, and it had a picture. It said, this is what people believe they're going to s- experience on a cruise. And they show a pool with 20 people around sunbathing mm-hmm. and romantic. And oh, com- yeah. And mm-hmm. then they show the real picture the with... 850 people all in the pool. Crammed in, sitting on each other. Yeah. Uh-huh. What is it about? I don't want to be in a pool with anybody anymore. Well, you think about that. It, it brings a whole new meaning when those 800 people around the pool, you have a couple people of coronavirus spreading it to everybody exactly. else there. So it, it, it has. That was funny. We were on a cruise here a couple years ago, and they had this gorgeous pool with these big hot tubs. Yes. There were two guys on this hot tub and i remember it was like 10 o'clock in the morning <laughs> they were in there at 11 they were in there at 12 and they keep the guy keeps bringing them these big yeah. drinks i don't whatever. think they ever got out and they never went to the bathroom yeah. i thought how could you have all that to drink and never ever go yes. to the john's and my wife said that's why i don't go in those hot tubs that's right you know? and not only that but they say for anatomical reasons a, a hot tub is very bad for a man. Yeah, really. No, yeah, I've yes, heard that too. Yes. Yeah, my, my, especially right. My kids especially. hated that. So my my t- my thirteen and my seven year old went to the doctor for their annual checkup. Doctor actually made it a point to tell my son and my daughter. Don't go into hot tubs. Well, they love hot tubs. Yeah. So they thought it was the worst visit to a doctor ever. Yeah. They, they almost would rather have gotten shots than been told yeah. not get in a hot tub. Get a hot tub at home. I, well, yeah. we do. But, and the reason know. we're talking about this is because this is a worldwide dilemma. People yeah. are getting sick. People are spreading it all over the world. So what's happening now in the markets? So it's, so the markets have gotten spooked, right? Yeah. And, and so in the last few days especially. And, and you have to understand that markets don't like uncertainty right. they like they like certainty right and and markets don't go up in a straight line which they have if you actually look at last year the market kind of went up in a straight line we had very little pullback well it's natural that the market never goes up in a straight line it's natural for it to ebb and flow right well this is just the flow part to it and it's wrapped around this coronavirus which has spooked people and it's and, just and, like you know warren buffett just came out today yeah. and he sat there and he said they were at because he just did his whatever their big meeting in Omaha right, uh-huh. over the weekend, and he says now's not the time to liquidate or sell yeah, anything. Hold Hang tight. in there because yeah. it will come back. Yes, and, it you will. Know, we what did we have? It's just like Nick handed a sheet here. We had uh, back in 1950s we had the Asian flu. So mm-hmm. if I, I'm actually looking at this chart. Yeah. So if you actually look, the Asian flu, yeah, it, it did. The market sold off and then it came right back. So yeah. about. Uh, what a year later it was yeah, up. Yeah. Then you had the Hong Kong flu. Same right. scenario. One year. Sell right. sell okay. off and then boom came yep. back. Yeah. And then what was the name? Nineteen ninety four. The pneumonic plague in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. That actually didn't sell mm-hmm. off that much. That kind of just went sideways. Yeah. Then we had SARS in two thousand two to two thousand three. That was a big one. In the avian flu. Well, so the SARS that yeah. was there was a big sell off there. And then the market kind of just bounced right back. It all comes back. The avian flu, like you had just said, same scenario there. Remember in 09, the swine flu? Yes. Now, it's in the rear view mirror, but think about it. If you just think, forget the fact about the swine flu. If you just think about 2009 to now, and I just said, what did the stock market do from 2009 to now? Everybody would say, well, from 2009, that was the bottom, so it went up. 
Well, but we had the swine flu in 2009. It's a forgotten thing. Right. You know, right, see what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Uh, Zika virus, right? 2015 to 2016, we had the Zika virus. I mean, I remember with the whole mosquito thing. And you and, had to but wear if you whatever. look at them, it's all about a year. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. this coronavirus is probably going to be a figment of our imagination. Hopefully, that's yeah. right. I hope. I, I, I hope. Yeah. We pray. So, the, but the point is, from a financial standpoint, yeah. what's the point? So we know that this has happened in the past. And usually, like, if we look at tariffs, uh, at the end of last year, when we, whenever there was a mention that China wasn't going to work with the United States, what happened to the markets? Sell-off. Because the markets like certainty. They don't like uncertainty. Impeachment, same thing. When we look at when there was talk about impeachment, the market didn't like it, it would sell off. So both of these things are in the rearview mirror. The sell-off was like a day or two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, bang, it, kept, it comes yeah, back. Exactly. And sometimes, you go, darn, should I? So, right. And sometimes higher than when it dropped. Yeah. You know. So now you have this uncertainty of the coronavirus creating the same thing, creating uncertainty. I think it's probably more short-term than anything else, because if we look at what's going on in our economy, our economy is still strong. It is. We haven't gotten any negative signals of any other sort. I mean, it's... This isn't like 2009 where we have so much upside. Right. I mean, we've, we're 10 years into this bull market, but this isn't like uh, the recession's happening tomorrow kind of thing. Right. Well, as you can see, uh, lots of good information. Just hold tight on your finances because there'll be shifts uh, to the positive. So we're coming right back on 1520 WBCW with lots more from Jerry and Nick Royer. We're going around the block today, but importantly and seriously here, we're talking a moment ago, uh, Jerry and Nick Royer, Group 10 Financial, talking about the coronavirus and its impact on our finances. Um, So, uh, having said that, and having looked back at the history of other um, maybe epidemics Mm -hmm. or or pandemics, Mm -hmm. what do we do? Yes, A key, I would think, as a pro tip that we could give to all the listeners, is have red money... In other words, which is in the risk category, okay. but have green money to protect you regardless of what Washington or Wall Street throws at us, or the coronavirus, so that you can weather the storm. If right. everything you have is at risk, you're at risk. Then you feel everything. Yeah. You feel a, 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 a 2% drop in the stock market if 100% of your money's in the red bucket. So just think, if you had two buckets and one was colored red and one was colored green, and the red bucket is risk... Okay, and, and, and maybe it's stocks and mutual funds and bond funds and different stuff that moves in the stock market. Well, if the market goes down 3% and all your money is in that red bucket, you're going to feel it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you had diversified your money into some at risk, like you're saying, in the red bucket, and some in the green bucket, which is principal protected, then you wouldn't have that. So you, you might have, okay... of it in this bucket, 50% in that bucket. So you know if the market goes down, it might affect the red bucket, but it's not affecting the green bucket. So what we just finished uh, up at Lake Mary uh, Seminole State College, a a four-day event of teaching. And the thing that we always explain to people is that, you know, let's look at it this way. Do you have play money and you have a paycheck? Playchecks and paychecks, yeah. Yeah, If you've got all your money in the roof, which is play money, and it goes out of favor, then you're suffering. Whereas if you take all your bills, everything that you're using and that you absolutely need to survive, to pay all your bills coming out of the green bucket, you don't worry about it. Because no matter what happens, I can pay my bills, I can buy my groceries, everything is cool. 
then you still need dollars in the roof or in the red bucket right. because you're going to have future inflation. You're going to have taxes. Use that for that. Okay. But use the green money to live off of. Make sure that yes. when you now lay suppose, your head... Now, suppose our listeners are going, wow, that makes sense, but I've got everything in the red bucket. Then, well, that's, that's, a th- and that's, what, that's normal. Yeah. What normally happens is people work for a company for 30, 40 years. They save up money in 401ks and IRA accounts. And typically 401ks at, at, at their company, it doesn't matter if it was at Lockheed Martin or Disney or, or Universal or wherever it is or Siemens, it doesn't matter where you worked. Those company 401ks are predominantly in mutual funds or, or the company, company stock. stock. Mm-hmm. That's usually the only right, choices right, that they give right. you, which is all the risk category. So what happens is you're able, as you get closer to retirement, you can take that money and you can reallocate it into investments that don't have that uh, that level of risk. So it just means that, yeah, and, and that's what will happen is most of the time people will come in and they'll say, well, you know, I, I don't want all my money at risk. What do I do? Well, now let's reallocate it. So let's let's work on taking it where it's at. And re redeploying it, I guess you would right. you would reallocating it into right. things where you have some money that is at risk, some money that's not at risk. So at the least, what we're talking about is make the phone call, make the appointment, mm-hmm. come in and see you, let you take a look, and direct me. Correct. What works for me? Everybody's how everybody's financial plan is different. Some people will come in and they'll say, "I want all risk." You know, if the market goes up 5%, I want to go up 5%. If the market goes down 5%, I'm okay with that. Okay. Because the market will come back. And they and that's what they believe. Okay. So they should get a certain plan that's, that's made for them. You might have other people that come in that say, you know what? It took me 50 years to build right. this. Right, yeah. I don't well, want to lose one and, penny, but, and they get a different plan. And right. Not put some it, cookie cutter. Yeah. That's and put it in mm-hmm. dollars, not in percentages. Oh, for what, you want to, for yeah. what you're comfortable yeah. losing. Somebody right. said, well, let's say... What are you comfortable in losing? And a person said, well, I could go down 20% and I'm okay with that. But that says if you got a million bucks, you're okay giving up 200,000. Yeah. Okay. Now you've got 800. Okay. How long did it take you to accumulate that 200? Right. All right. It may take four or five years to make that back up if it went Yeah, down. it took me 10 years to save that $200,000. But when you show somebody the percentage in dollars and cents and they go, I don't want to lose no two hundred thousand bucks. Exactly. You know, this is the old in the in the rocket industry. This was the old parts per million, <laughs> yes, right? right? <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. yeah. I mean, parts per million. We just talk, well, I, that's like s- screwy numbers. But when you say, well, this is what it really means. This mm-hmm. is yeah, yeah. And that's the thing is, we don't look at percentages. We look at dollars. Yep. And when you open up your statement, you look at the dollar. You don't look at the percentage change of what it did. And so that's what we tell people is you have to understand that when you are moving towards retirement, life is changing on you. Right. You are going to move from the workforce where you made a pay a, a paycheck to basically t- 20 to 30 years of unemployment. Mm-hmm. And so now your money, you can't afford, you're not saving any money into this anymore. So if the market goes down, it's all feeling that. And so what we work to do is diversify people to where it's comfortable for them. They have the right amount of risk money, the right amount right. of, you know, of, of, of safe money to where they can weather the storms, both good and sour markets. And that's what you need. We're talking coronavirus. But even when there's no coronavirus, there, there are the regular, shall we say, vicissitudes of life. 
things happen you know one illness one something we have to plan for those in different ways perhaps yeah you have you have stock market right that that can that can affect things that's one thing that you have there's interest interest rates can spike up which can cause problems on your bond accounts Mm -hmm. there's inflation that can spike up we could have hyperinflation Taxes could skyrocket. Yeah, uh, you know, healthcare costs could skyrocket. So there's all these things that in our in our classes, what we'll teach people is is people say, well, you know, I, I've saved a million dollars. Is that enough? So I I can retire now. I got a million bucks. And we'll tell people it's not that the dollar amount. Sure, that matters a little bit, but it's more or less. Number one, do you have a retirement income plan in place? Is it written? Yes. Okay. Cool. Next, do you have an investment plan that can weather both good and sour markets? Yes. Okay. Do you have a tax plan? Yes. Okay, good. Do you have a health care plan and a long-term care plan? Yes. Okay. Do you have an estate plan? Yes. Okay, well, if you have all five of those things, and yeah, you're ready to retire. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily just the dollar amount. We're so trained because of what we hear on the news that it all has to do with this dollar amount. Right. And that's not it. That's and not 100% you, you it you anyway. said it best also uh, in the last segment when you were talking about, you know, people who are um, living longer. Mm-hmm. They didn't expect to live. You know, my dad, let's say, died at 70. Well, I'm going to be 85 next week, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And... Um, Suddenly you say, wait a minute, I'm not living my money. Or So you've got so many things coming at you from different and directions. And people are living longer. It's like a couple of weeks ago, one of my favorite actors, Kirk Douglas, has passed away at 103. Yes, right. You know? And they're not running on one of the old shows. They're showing all his old movies, Spartacus yeah. exactly. and all that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But the thing is, he lived to be 103. So we're living longer, folks. You know people will say, but Elvis lived to 40-something. Who? Elvis. Well, he only lived in his forties. Yeah. Well, but are you? If I know, but I'm saying if you're on heavy he lived drugs, twice as hard as everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it's, I think of James Dean dying at 25, going 100 in his Porsche. Yeah. I mean, come on, you know. So yes. Well, I don't know where the time has gone. It always uh, goes quick, right? You'll, you'll, you'll come back and talk like more. A, absolutely. We'll be on the new format. We'll Excited be, about that. We'll be uh, revisiting a lot of this, and we'll be revisiting with you. And uh, we're probably going to see you in our new format. Yeah. We'll be talking about that all week. We'll have a new studio and all, huh? All that stuff, yeah. <laughs> so we're excited about that, but so glad you were with us today, because you always come with such great love information. We love having you here. It's fun to be with you, Mary. Oh, it's my pleasure, always. And such good info. I always come out saying, wow, I learned something. Uh, We're coming right back. Thank you to Jerry and Nick Roya. Stay with us on 1520 WBZW. This is your hometown. You've been listening to the On The Money with Jerry and Nick Royer podcast. Catch new episodes every week to discover the latest retirement strategies and tips for retiring well from Jerry and Nick. To subscribe to the podcast, head to onthemoneyshow.com. That's onthemoneyshow.com. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Group 10 Financial and Brookstone Capital Management are independent of each other.